Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Jessica Tai, nutritional therapy practitioner and podcast host extraordinaire. I don't know. That just sounded like I don't even know where that came from. That's um, not at all what I am. Um, well, I mean, I am a nutritional therapist, but I am, when I am not, I wouldn't consider myself a podcast extraordinaire anyway. However, my guest that is on today, I would say are podcast extraordinaires. I have an awesome interview to share with you guys today with the one, the only, Jimmy and Christine Moore. And we're going to be talking about their brand new book, Real Food Keto, which is a must buy, I have to tell you. Amazing. I'm so excited. So we're in Thanksgiving week and uh, Thanksgiving is actually tomorrow. Um, super excited about that. So it's been quite a quite a crazy week. But anyway, um, their book came just in time for me to be able to pull out some awesome recipes for Thanksgiving for our Thanksgiving feast tomorrow. Uh, we are doing Thanksgiving at my house again this year. And I'm super excited about that got some awesome plans for that turkey. I actually had a little quick side note, I had a girlfriend text me last night. And she said, she said, Hey, um, is it okay to use you know, what should I be putting on the on the turkey is coconut oil okay or I can't use um, canola oil right <laughs> so I she said what do you put on yours and so I texted her back and I said butter and bacon fat <laughs> she wrote back really <laughs> like yes <laughs> that is really what I put on my bird um, so to be more specific, I actually do uh, an herbed butter that I make, and I slide that herbed butter right underneath the skin of the bird. Um, I just slightly separate that skin from the muscle and um, put that butter all over underneath the skin of that bird. And then my bird gets wrapped with piggy. <laughs> so we wrap our turkey in bacon. And um, I'm telling you what, guys, it is an amazing, amazing turkey. So super excited to do that. But so out of the Real Food Keto book, though, I am so excited to be making uh, Christine came up with a recipe. Uh, she actually did this when she I remember her talking about it when she was going through the Nutritional Therapy Association um, through her nutritional therapy practitioner training. Um, we have to come up with numerous recipes during that program. And this was actually a recipe that she came up with using these huge, I think they're pronounced uh, daikon, daikon uh, radishes is actually what they are. And she used those to make a faux gratin potato dish. And I remember when she was talking about that, when I first heard her talk about it, I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. Well, that recipe is in the Real Food Keto book. So I've got my copy open and uh, in the kitchen, and I am getting ready to begin making my dishes 
ideas for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. And that is one of the make ahead ones that I will do tonight. And then we'll pull it out tomorrow and pop that baby in the oven and um, just cuts down on a lot of the stuff I have to prepare tomorrow morning. So I'm super excited to see how that turns out. So we'll see. And if you've never seen one of these gigantic radishes, I mean, I'm not kidding. They are gigantic. Um, go check out my social media page. I did put a post of, uh, of these gigantic radishes that I'm getting ready to make for Thanksgiving, um, for our Thanksgiving feast tomorrow. So that that's fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. You guys are going to be in for a treat with this interview. Some really great information. This book was so needed. Um, really near and dear to my heart as a nutritional therapy practitioner myself. Uh, you know, tons of people come to me to do keto coaching. I am super happy to do that um, and, and will absolutely work with you on, you know, becoming a um, ketogenic, on, on really nailing down uh, the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. I'm happy to do that for people, but my, uh, you know, my heart and soul is in nutritional therapy and in really getting to the root causes of things and, and helping people understand that any way of eating that you want to do is only going to be as good as your body can handle it. So if you've got um, things going on and, and your body needs some support in different areas, um, namely digestion, that's really the foundation and where I see so many issues, um, then, you know, you really got to get those things uh, sorted out first. And it really doesn't take that much. Um, and I have a lot of people that will come to me and say, oh, I've hit this plateau or I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Keto just doesn't seem to be working. And, you know, an advocate inevitably it is they've got some things in their body that need support and they kind of need to get back on track first and then it's amazing how keto just works like a charm <laughs> so um, so anyway I love this book I love that she, that Christine has really has added that element to keto and really talking about just getting to the foundations of our health and wellness and um, you know making sure things like digestion's working properly and we've got blood sugar control handled and and things like that and then and then how keto can be implemented and how great it is so um look forward to sharing that interview with you guys here. Um, before we get started with that, I just want to mention um, that we will be opening up registration for the upcoming uh, keto retreat weekend that we will be doing here in Cincinnati at my um, cabin, the, our vacation rental cabin that we have. We are going to keep the numbers very, very small. Uh, I am going to have a maximum of uh, eight guests at this first retreat weekend. So again, that is a maximum of eight guests. I may actually cut it off sooner than that. We'll kind of see how registration goes and how we're feeling about everything um, as we're kind of getting people registered and kind of working through the details. Um, but if you are interested in being one of those eight guests, you can send me an email and I'll get you on the list to be one of the first that are notified. Um, again, like I said, this is going to be open to a very small amount. We want to keep this number very intimate. Um, you're going to be spending a ton of one-on-one -on -one time with me and some other nutritional therapy practitioners and keto experts. And so um, we really want to keep this number small so this can be uh, the most beneficial weekend that we can put together. So I don't have an official schedule for you yet to share. And I'm actually not even going to announce the pricing yet because 
Um, still working out the details on that and on everything that we are going to offer for this weekend. Um, I can tell you kind of loosely, it will include um, two dinners and cooking demonst- demonstrations of keto and how to how to make keto dinners and, and how good they are because you're going to be eating them. Um, we will have um, breakfasts will be served as well. And we will also have a lot of roundtable discussions. We will have some experts speaking, um, doing some, you know, some little um, seminars that you can uh, sit and listen to, sit back and relax, take notes, learn about keto. We'll do question and answer sessions. Um, I believe we are going to... In- we're going to work on including um, a yoga session, um, acupuncture session if you would choose to do so, massage if you would choose to do that. And you will also have the opportunity if you would like to um, have a functional evaluation done with a certified nutritional therapy practitioner and um, and be able to sit down and do a one-on-one con- consult with them if you would like to and kind of figure out where you are um, with your health and wellness and then decide kind of if you want to move forward with anything with that Um, and you'll leave kind of knowing what you need to do to kind of improve any areas that you need improvement in. Um, We will of course uh, just do some hanging out and relaxing. We um, will also do a visit to the barn to uh, meet the animals so if you're an animal lover that should be a fun time. We will um, walk you through testing ketones and kind of how to interpret those numbers. Um, We're going to do a grocery store um, item like uh, like teaching you how to read labels, look at labels, um, how to figure out how many carbs something actually has, um, what ingredients you need to avoid on things, um, kind of what things you need to look for, um, basically just kind of your keto grocery list and uh, just just that kind of stuff. So lots of, it'll be a very intense like keto and nutritional weekend. Um, You're going to really focus on making this a lifestyle for you and um, kind of the why behind why why you want to do it, give you the, the tools for how to do it and be successful at it. And kind of uh, help help show you that you will also then be part of the we will have a Facebook group that will be a private Facebook group that anyone that attends these retreats will be able to join and only people that have attended the retreats and uh, and there will be a support group for each other um, where you guys can uh, you know ask questions in those support groups and and I'm sure you will create. Um, relationships over this weekend uh, retreat that you will want to keep in contact with people so we hope that that will be a good way to do it and so we this will be a Friday Saturday Sunday retreat so it will be a Friday evening late afternoon evening all day Saturday and then until Sunday probably about noon on Sunday Um, we will wrap up so that everybody can get their flights or drive home and and be able to return to work on Monday so that will be again that is the last weekend in January so I believe that's the 25th 26th and 27th I think if I'm correct I'm not looking at a calendar but I think that's what it is 
So, um, oh, and we will have infrared sauna sessions and things like that. So I really want to try to, you know, it'll be focused on keto, but I really want to help you guys understand the whole lifestyle element of it. Um, you know, teaching you guys some mindful meditation practices, um, some gratitude journaling. You'll go home with a lot of tools and things to help you um, be able to really make this a successful lifestyle. So that's super exciting. But uh, we will, I will give you all the details on that in next next week's uh, podcast and uh, our registration will be opening up probably next week and we will get that rolling because that will be uh, two weeks or I'm sorry two months away from the retreat date and so I just want to make sure that everybody has time to plan that so I think two months should give everybody time all right guys so that's all about that so let's get into the episode here with Jimmy and Christine I think pretty much all of you listening to my podcast know who Jimmy and Christine Moore are, but just in case um, you're new to the keto scene, let me give them a brief introduction. So Jimmy Moore catapulted onto the health scene in 2004 after a phenomenal 180 pound weight loss enabled him to come off of prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and respiratory problems. He is the energetic personality behind the uber popular uh, blog, Live in La Vida Low Carb, and the host of the longest running and top rated iTunes health podcast, The Live in La Vida Low Carb Show, as well as Keto Talk, the Keto Happy Hacking MD podcast, and the Nutritional Pearls podcast. That is quite a lineup. And I can tell you from listening to them myself, they are all amazing podcasts. <laughs> um, he has interviewed over 1,500 of the world's top health experts and has dedicated his life to helping people get the best information possible about nutrition so they can make the right decisions for their health. He is an international best-selling author of Keto Clarity, the Ketogenic Cookbook, and the complete guide to fasting. He's got more as well. Uh, learn more about Jimmy and his work at livinglavitalowcarb.com. And his co-author and beautiful wife, Christine Moore, is a nutritional therapy practitioner who specializes in real food, low, uh, real food-based low-carb, high-fat ketogenic nutrition. She helps clients around the globe via Skype through her Rebooting Your Nutrition business which is at rebootingyournutrition.com and is passionate about customizing the diet to the individual. Christine and her husband, Jimmy, best-selling keto author and podcaster himself, <laughs> are the co-hosts of the Nutritional Pearls podcast, which you can get more information about that podcast at nutritionalpearlspodcast.com. Christine works diligently to get to the underlying issues in digestion, gut health, and blood sugar and insulin levels to optimize health nutritionally in the most natural way possible. Christine and Jimmy reside in Spartanburg, South Carolina with their four cats and umpteen backyard chickens. All right, Jimmy and Christine, welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, hey, Jess. Hello. So I'm excited to have you guys on and uh, even more excited to be talking about Christine's first book. Yay. Yep. Yay. That's a monumental <laughs> task, girlfriend. It is monumental. And especially this particular book. Um, 
man, so much information went into this and you were really pulling out all the stops and I'm sure breaking out all the books. I can just imagine Christine sitting in the floor. Like I have no, I have no idea if this is actually how it went, but my picture of it is Christine sitting in the middle of the living room floor. She's got all of her textbooks from the NTA out in front of her, everything. She's got sticky notes and pages marked. Pretty <laughs> <And> much. <laughs> so, um, how was that process? It was definitely, um, I understand it for those people that have written books before and they say by the end of the process, they're exhausted. I get it now because it is, I mean, you want everything to be correct in the book. You want it to be the best you can be. So my, um, role in this book was to just brain dump. Jimmy's so good at coming behind me and making things understandable. So that was, mm. that was what, um, my role was to brain dump and the process of once he got to the nutritional therapy aspect of it, he was like, Oh my gosh, can you come explain this to me? So he would mm -hmm. call me in from the other room. I'd walk in there and explain it. And there were some things that I even had to look up as I was trying to explain it to him just to make sure that I had it right. Um, mm -hmm. in the way I was explaining it. And then I would walk out of the room and he, can you come explain this? So I was like, <laughs> I, I eventually just sat my butt down on the floor and just, you know, any question that he had, I was right there to answer. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, I think as, as nutritional therapy practitioners, that is one of the things that kind of, um, plagues us is we do learn all this information and then we know what we know, what we know, but having to explain it to somebody and like where someone else can understand it, you're kind of like, okay, well, I know, but let me, <laughs> let me figure yeah. out how I should explain this to you. Yeah. And, and we wanted people to understand the book. I mean, yes. there were, there were several reasons why we wrote the book, but we wanted to make sure that if maybe there was somebody that was doing the ketogenic diet for the first time, we wanted to put a little bit in there about the ketogenic diet mm -hmm. for those that, um, you know, are more experienced. We wanted to have all this other detailed information in there because it's just not talked about a lot. And so many people are still struggling with their health and weight that, that they're just focusing on the macros and these other things like digestion and endocrine mm -hmm. and, and detoxification. These are the missing pieces. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we wanted to make sure that we got as thorough as possible. So this is not just another keto book. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally, totally agree with that. And I, I mean, I was so excited when you guys told me that you were writing this book um, because I knew, I knew that you, as an NTP, were going to be able to put those elements into it, where it really, truly was not just going to be another keto book. Not that there's anything wrong with Keto Clarity or the Ketogenic Cookbook or the Keto Cure. <laughs> um, you know, Jimmy's Way other. Way to suck up to you, guys. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's other amazing books. Um, but no, truly, those are really awesome books with really great information. But, um, you know, as an NTP, there are things that, you know, for the whole in this whole ketogenic world, um, you know, kind of caused me to like cringe. And I and I'm, you know, I just want to be like, ah, oh, OK, yeah, that's right. But <laughs> if mm -hmm. you can't digest the food or you can't emulsify the fats or you can't, you know, there's all these things. Then I, then it's just one of those things where you're, you're sitting back, like, you know, biting your tongue, like, ah, oh, but yeah. they're, they're missing this whole huge piece of information. 
Yeah. And that is what this book offers. Real Food Keto talks about that. And Jess, I would say this is the very first book that really uh, takes all of the principles that you learn as a nutritional therapy practitioner and puts them all in one place. I mean, you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of great books that are within the curriculum of what you and Christine and all the other great nutritional therapy practitioners had to go through, uh, but none of it was all compiled into one book. I believe our book is the very first one that does that. So yeah, it's got keto in the title, but I think it's a whole lot more about nutritional therapy than it is ketogenic diets. I totally agree with you. I really, Jimmy, I think it's, it's amazing resource for me to have, um, just to be able to offer that to my clients. Yay, mission accomplished. That's what we were hoping that no, NTPs it, would see it as a resource. Yes, it really is because there, like Christine said, there are so many things that, uh, that we know that we know, but then you have to go back and, and look things up and, and I uh, for, you know, how does that, how is that again, t- correlate to this or how's that tie into this? Or I need to be able to explain this to so-and-so. So to not have to go through all those textbooks and literally be able to pull out real food keto and reference something is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That makes me feel really good. Yes. I love it. I mean, you guys definitely accomplished what you set out to do for sure. Thank you. So let's just kind of step back a little bit and kind of start from the beginning. I I think most people um, that are listening to my podcast know who Jimmy and Christine Moore are. They, um, you know, I've had you guys both on the show before. So if they somehow didn't know who you were before, they've (laughs) probably heard those interviews on here. But let's just step back just a little bit and um, just kind of give, I know you give a whole kind of autobiography in the beginning of the book, but kind of Tell me what even brought you to the ketogenic diet, Christine, and kind of, um, and just kind of why, why keto for you and, and kind of just tell us how you got there. So I was dealing with a bunch of health problems, um, as a child, I was born three months early. Um, so with that comes a lot of health issues. And so the problems that I w- was dealing with were on the inside. So you would look at me on the outside. Oh, she's healthy. Cause I was actually underweight. Mm-hmm. And so people would look at me and think I didn't have any, any issues, but everything that I was dealing with was actually on the inside. And so, um, after, you know, years and years of dealing with different things, um, we still weren't connecting the dots between diet and my health issues. So finally in 2009, I went to the doctor. He you know, did his normal blood work and my triglycerides came back at 296, which were, which is really high. It's, not it's, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not good. So, uh, brought my paperwork back home to Jimmy and he goes, you know what to do. And so at this point I just cut out M&M Skittles and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I was still eating a bunch of other crap, but just mm-hmm. cutting out, those three things dropped my triglycerides from 298 to 136 in six weeks. So can you imagine what would have happened had I cut out everything Mm -hmm. bad at that point? And you eventually did. And I eventually did in 2011. I got really serious about it. And at at this point, once I got serious about it, I started seeing um, health improvements that started me thinking, wow, this, okay, maybe there is a connection between the, the, the diet and, and health. And I had heard Jimmy interview people 
you know, person after person about this. And it just really didn't sink in until I actually started seeing the results myself. So about four months after I started a ketogenic diet, I went to my eye doctor for my annual um, checkup. And lo and behold, for the first time in my life, my, my vision had been progressively getting worse year after year. And my dad had told Jimmy before he married me that, that I would be blind by the age I was 35. And mm. Uh, Jimmy said, I don't care. I love her. I, I still want to marry her. So uh, Aww, at, Jimmy. At this, I know that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm sappy like that. He's a keeper. <laughs> he is. He's, he's definitely a keeper. So um, to actually see my eyesight go the other direction and improve, we were having to spend $1,200 each year on, on prescription glasses. And so we had to spend another $1,200 going in the opposite way, mm. you know, actually getting better. And then, and I've, I've been on the same prescription for seven years, seven years in a row. We haven't had to spend $1,200. So was that seven times? <laughs> that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So that was really the first thing that I noticed. And then um, I went to see a rheumatologist cause I was still experiencing some joint pain and I was concerned that I was developing rheumatoid arthritis that runs on my mom's side of the family as far back as we know. Mm. And so I went to see him and, and he, uh, you know, very surprisingly, first thing that he ran was my vitamin D and normal vitamin D likes to be the doctors like to say between 40, 50, 60, something like that. Mine was nine. It came back woefully deficient. Mm. And so I immediately started D3 supplementation. I started out at 10,000 IU a day and backed off to 5,000 IU a day uh, is what I, what I take now. Mm-hmm. Once I got my vitamin D up, I started noticing a couple of things. My joint pain for the most part went away, you know, rainy days, like what we're having today is, is rough on my joints, but rainy days and Mondays always <laughs> get you down. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, but I noticed a lot of my joint pain getting better. And then another big thing was my mood. I had been taking antidepressants for 10 years um, and for panic attacks and anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. And so I started noticing improvements in my mental health and I was able to get off all my antidepressants and I haven't taken them since. So at at that point, I started understanding the importance of micronutrition, too. Mm -hmm. I didn't fully understand it until I went through the Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program, but I was starting to get an idea that even these micronutrients were very important. So that's kind of what led me to, you know, do the ketogenic diet. I just knew that it it had great um, success with helping a lot of these health issues that you know, people deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you, so then you decided to, um, go to the NTA and get more information about how all of this stuff is actually working. So is yeah. that, so what, what was the catalyst for that? What made you decide, I really want to dig into this? Well, in all honesty, I'd been wanting to go back to school for some time. I just didn't know for what. You know, I'm interested in geology. I love to collect rocks and minerals. So I was thinking. Yes, she does. <laughs> we have rocks all over our house. Uh, so I was thinking maybe I wanted to do something with that. But then um, they, uh, the NTA approached Jimmy to go through the program. But Jimmy's like, I'm, I'm just so busy. You know, I, I can't. But can my wife do it? And so. He brought it to my attention. I'm, I got to thinking, well, yeah, I mean, this is something I, I know a lot from what 
I had learned from just watching Jimmy, but I was thinking, well, maybe I can learn a whole lot more. And she said, I can do better than Jimmy does. (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) I did not. So, but I was like, well, maybe this could actually help me with some of my issues that I was still dealing with. Cause I was still dealing with adrenal fatigue and, and certain things I had, um, three autoimmune conditions. And so I'm like, well, maybe, maybe just going through, I had no intention of actually using it for anything else, but to get more information for myself. And that's what a lot of our fellow classmates in the class did. They came to it to kind of help improve their health. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what happened going through the program. I just started learning so much information. I, I learned about the micronutrition. I learned about detoxification. I learned about proper digestion I'm like, wow, this stuff is not being talked about mm-hmm. hardly at all. And this could be the missing piece for a lot of people. And imagine my surprise as I'm walking through and I'm hearing prostaglandin this and duodenum that and cholecystokinin. <laughs> and I'm going, I don't know what any of those words mean. So I was actually listening along with Christine. So I have an honorary NTP in my uh, <laughs> in my pocket, but it was just amazing information, Jess, that I was like, somebody has to get this out there yes. sooner than later in some kind of a resource. Yes. I t- yeah. I, I It was kind of the same type of thing for me when I started going through the NTP program is just um, having already been keto, but then learning all of this stuff that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is the missing link. Mm-hmm. This yep. is what people are not talking about. This is what people don't know. Like, and and you you kind of, um, I, which I can tell obviously happened to you, Christine, because you know you're like I don't know. So was it Jimmy or was it Christine that decided that this book needed to be written? Whose idea? Who who came up? Yes, with it? I think we both. Well, oh. I I came up with the book idea because that's the way my brain works. Uh-huh. Constantly, th- I have about twelve books in my head that I want to write. <laughs> That's just what happens when you're a prolific writer. But yeah. I went to Christine with the idea and she was all in right away. There was no hesitation. Okay. Because yeah. I, I feel like when, um, you know, when I left there or even when I was in the midst of it, which is hard when you're in the midst of it because you're so kind of overwhelmed by the amount of work. I mean, it's a lot oh, yeah. of work. Yes, it is. But as soon as I left that program, as soon as I graduated, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell everybody, like, I have to get this <laughs> out. Like, how do I, I need to go find some mountaintop somewhere and shout it. <laughs> so yeah, Christine I, <laughs> wanted to take a break yeah. after graduating. And, and so I'm like, okay, I'll give you to January. And that was like, six weeks. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to get going on this book. And even then she was like, okay, I need a little more time. I said, this, this is important. And I think at the time you were kind of upset because I was pushing the envelope on getting this out mm-hmm. because I saw that it needed to get that out there quick. Mm-hmm. But before long, once we got rolling and she saw it coming to fruition, she's like, okay, yeah, I'm over the program wearing yeah. me out and I'm ready to get the word out. Well, I mean, yeah, it is such an intensive program that that I, I was burnt out. And, you know, life has a way of throwing stuff at you. So when you're doing something extra like this that you wouldn't normally be doing, like going through to get your certification um, for different things, uh, just life happened. That was one of the hardest years that, that we went through for various reasons. And I, I wanted to give up like eight times, and each time he had to talk me off the ledge. So I was really – that year, I got sick more that year than I had. I've got sick three times. I, I, I rarely get sick now. But Isn't it odd the pursuit of doing something to be <laughs> healthy is unhealthy? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that like should, writing a book. Yeah. And that should show people or tell people that how much stress plays a role in, in your health and wellness. Like yeah. you can, your diet can be on point, but if you don't have this whole stress and sleep thing figured out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I did want to take a break. I did. Cause I knew that yeah. if I didn't take care of myself, I wouldn't be any good to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But you're glad you went through it now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. For yeah. Sure. And it did definitely there. I mean, it was amazing to me when the program was over, how, exhausted I, I really was yeah um because we I think when you're in that program you are just um just eating everything up I mean I could not get enough information but at the same time um it is exhausting and we're, we're you know, really selling the NTA really well to- <laughs> I know right no I get asked all the time about it and I cannot say enough good things about that program I mean I truly believe that I don't know that I've met a person yet that it would not be good for, um, that has any interest in pursuing any type of, uh, career or, um, just wants to help their family or whatever, and kind of the whole health and wellness sphere. But, um, but man, it is, it's a lot of work and it is exhausting and you do need to take a break. Um, Uh I mean, it was, it was really hard for me to kind of get back on track. Um, for a little while, because you you just you're like, oh my gosh! And I think you're just so overwhelmed with all of this amazing information, like everything yeah. that you put into real food keto, that you just, I mean, your brain is just spinning. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, and it's really like a two to three year program that they ram into nine months. So oh, so if, true. If, it's not for the faint of heart if you are interested in trying to become an NTP. Yes. Yeah. We- yeah, we definitely want to be, you know, upfront. It is a great program. The information is wonderful, but just know that that if you're not used to, I mean, it had been 20 plus years since I'd been in college, and so mm-hmm. I mean, that was an adjustment in itself. So, um, and, yes. and Jess, uh, Christine, not only listened to the lectures once, mm-hmm. most of the time it was twice, sometimes three times, mm-hmm. and I'll be walking through the the living room and I'm going, wait a minute. I just heard that like an hour or two ago. Mm-hmm. So are you playing it again? <laughs> yes. I'm a, so she was really, and I think that's shining now in her talking on all these interviews we're doing for Real Food Keto. She just knows this stuff really well because of that. Yes. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think you, I think you know more than you think, you know, um, going through this program because they do really, like you said, Jimmy, it's a two or three year, really, it should be a two or three year program. Um, that's crammed into nine months and you, uh, I, but I think the information that you learn and that they give you is just really phenomenal and you really truly do learn the information. Um, even though I know for myself going through the program, I would be coming up to the exams or whatever and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to take this and then mm-hmm. would get a perfect score. And so the yeah. information's <laughs> in there. And I know that happened to you, Christine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. the information's in there and, and you know it, it's just, is there's so much information packed in there. Um, that I think sometimes you're like, gosh, can I possibly really know all this? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's the thing that, that a lot of NTPs and NTCs who just graduate deal with, we deal with that insecurity. Like mm-hmm. I, I really don't know enough to help people. I've just graduated, you know, so and how, yeah, you do. And mm-hmm. so how can I help? But I, I love what Greg Graham said in his, um, video, um, um, graduation speech to mm-hmm. us that we are right where we need to be. We have enough knowledge to know. We, we now have enough knowledge to know to help people and, and 
you know, go for it. You know, right. you can make a difference now. Don't wait to get more education. Start now. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so you, okay. So real food keto. So just for the people that are listening and um, are going, okay, so why, what's real food keto? What makes that different than keto? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been an observer in the keto community for a very long time, been in this business for almost 15 years now, Jess. So I'm kind of uh, the old guy in the community mm-hmm. having observed the trends. And one of the disturbing trends that I've seen is this whole notion of lazy or dirty keto mm-hmm. and that it's okay to have McDonald's without the bun, that grain fed meats really is, it's just meat, you know? And so we're just paying attention to the macros. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really influenced me in the real food realm was when I was a part of the paleo world, uh, just a few years back. So paleo was kind of all the rage a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was involved as kind of the token low carb keto guy in the paleo world. And I noticed like all these benefits from having, you know, grass fed meats and pastured, uh, pasture raised, uh, animals and organic vegetables, and just started really looking into that. And I noticed there was this kind of disconnect between the paleo world and the low carb keto world where you've got a segment of people in low carb that just don't really care about the quality of the food as long as it's reduced carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's a great start. Uh, and I even heard some medical doctors that use ketogenic approaches with patients. Oh, we just need to get them off the carbs. Food quality doesn't matter. And I'm like, to say it doesn't matter at all is a little bit myopic. Mm-hmm. And so we need people to understand there is benefit that if you've eaten keto for a little while and you've not quite seen full uh, results from doing that, maybe adding in the real food element along with a lot of the nutritional therapy principles is the key to you finally finding success. Yes, absolutely. That That's a great point. And I mean, even just things like, um, uh, like you were talking about conventionally raised meats and understanding the difference between literally the makeup of the animal between a pasture raised cow and a or a pasture-raised, grass-finished, you know, cow, and these cows from these CAFO um, lots, and just know, realizing, understanding the difference in uh, the omega-3s and, and just all of these different things that make up the food that you're eating and understanding that real food actually really does matter. And most people don't, and so we're trying to shine a bright light on, on the why. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yep. that's great. Yeah. One thing that I want to make sure that we kind of hammer home in the book is, yes, we talk about real food, but not everybody can afford the grass fed, grass finished, Mm -hmm. organic, this free range, this starting out. The goal is to eventually get there if you can, but just make the best choices that you can for the situation that you're in. And don't listen to these people online that are saying you must do this 100 percent mm-hmm. of the time or you're failing at the diet. No, no. We understand that life happens. So and what you'll find getting these higher quality meats, you'll actually be feeding your body better and you won't get hungry as often, and that will cut down on your grocery bill. I mean, it's amazing. Once you start feeding your body the nutrients that it needs, it's really good at keeping you satiated. Mm-hmm. That's such a great point. Yeah, because I, you know, you don't want it to become something where people are worried about um, this being this elitist thing where you have yeah. to, yeah, you know, like you said, the goal for everybody should be 
get the best, highest quality food you can get, whether that's meat or dairy or vegetables or whatever it is. Get the highest, best quality that you can get and, uh, and just do the best you can as you, you know, continue just always trying to do better and, and, you know, feed your body better, more nutrient dense foods. And I think that should really be the goal, but not letting that stop you if you can't. Well, and you've been to our property, you know, we own chickens. So that's a very mm-hmm. easy thing. If you're able to get chickens, that's a great way to start. I think the, the great basic thing most people can do is just start growing your own food. So grow your own vegetables, herbs in a windowsill, whatever it takes, just start being more connected to your food. And then you want to become even more connected to your food and you start adding in chickens. And then maybe if you have the property and you're able to do it, you grow and have animals, um, you know, goats on your property, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you do all of those things and it kind of feeds into it that you kind of get the bug. Christine and I started with just a very small garden and the next year we went about twice as big. And then the year after that we went, five times as big. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just become this. And then we got backyard chickens and we started with four, six, six uh, and then now it's 26 mm-hmm. in our backyard. So yeah, so it, it's, it's amazing. Once you kind of get reconnected to the source of your own food that you're eating, how much more you appreciate the food that you consume. Absolutely. And that is a movement that is very near and dear to my heart. And just um, because you guys know I have this whole um, flock of children. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what I see with, um, with, you know, my kids range from 17 years old to six years old. And, and throughout all of their age groups. Um, Are they grass fed? (laughs) (laughs) Mostly. (laughs) Actually, the teenagers, probably not. (laughs) They're candy fed. (laughs) Yeah. There's a point where you can no longer control what they eat, which is, that's a whole nother story in itself. But do you know that my kids, so I'm so, a little sidebar here, but I've been so um, proud of the fact that my kids um this year my you know my oldest is 17 I have never had a cavity and well, by the time I was their age I had a mouthful of mercury so I just was so because I grew up um like most of us a 70s and 80s babies did with uh you know we had soda you know coke pepsi whatever all the time with every meal never thought twice about it um, you know, cereal, pop tarts, candy, I mean, whatever, you know, we, it just was not, we just didn't even, it wasn't even something we thought about or was talked about or, um, whatever. And so, and the only thing we cared about was making sure it was low fat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, so I, so how did that manifest itself for me? Well, you know, you can look at someone's mouth and, and tell a lot about their health and, and mine, like you said, Christine, I looked pretty good on the outside. So everybody figured I was okay, but man, my teeth were a mess and, um, you know, and inside I was crumbling. But, um, anyway, so my goal was with my kids, I really, really, really wanted to help them, uh, not have those same, you know, dental issues and everything that I had grown up. So I was really proud of the fact that here, my 17 year old, you know, is still no cavities. And we went to the dentist last week. And so he's been driving now for about six months and he goes out with his buddies and he can get whatever he wants to eat. And, you know, he's, you know, he has his own job and I can't control everything anymore. He's not eating dinner here all the time and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, we don't keep, uh, you know, 
sodas and all that kind of thing that he's got to go out and buy that stuff. Well, of course now he does. And he had his first cavity this year. Wow. Wow. So dun, dun, dun. I know. So six months, it took six months. That's it for him that's to amazing. destroy that enamel in one of his teeth. And, but in a, and Weston, Weston a price just rolled over in his grave a little. I know, I know. Right. And so I, I, oh, I try so hard to educate them and, and help them understand this, but, um, you know, hopefully this was a wake up call and there won't be another one. And luckily we go to, um, you know, a, a holistic dentist. So, um, he did not get mercury. There's no amalgam in his mouth. And, good. uh, you know, she's, she's very, very good. I'm actually going to interview her on this podcast. Um, she's, she's really amazing, but I uh, dealt with mercury in my mouth too. And when I cleaned it up, my cholesterol dropped a hundred points. That's so it's amazing. pretty amazing how profound just having that little bit of everybody does it. Mm -hmm. So how can it be harmful? Well, yeah, it's very harmful. It is. Yeah. And I, we've got a plan in place to remove all of mine, Jimmy, and it's going to be, man, it's going to be quite an undertaking. <laughs> it was expensive, oh, but gosh. man, oh man, the manifestation mm. of, in my health markers, it was just nothing but a good thing. Yeah. So I'm definitely not looking forward to that, but it's, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll <laughs> do, I'm going to go through it, but, um, but anyway, uh, so that was a little sidebar, but, um, what was I even talking about? Now back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> yeah. program, oh, so the, in progress. <laughs> the kids, I was just talking about, um, it, what's near and dear to my heart is you guys are talking about, you started with the chickens and a, and a small garden and, and how just kind of getting back to that. Um, you know, we bought a farm last year. It'll be a year this December and, um, we don't live at the farm. Uh, although we are trying to change that, um, we do have a, we have a, a vacation home there that is that we rent, but having that farm and having my kids, we've, we refurbished the barn that was there and we've started, um, you know, we've added animals and, um, and having friends out and family members. And, you know, we live in a very suburban area, uh, much like you guys do. And, um, you know, most of like my kids' friends and, and our friends, they've never even been around actual farm animals. Wow. You know? And so to be yeah. able to have people out and teach them and talk to them about like, you know, understanding the difference between how an animal really should be raised <clears throat> and what is natural diet for them and why that matters and just understanding kind of seeing the connection between what's in your grocer's meat department and yeah. where that should come from and actually seeing the animal in real life. And because I feel like kids, like the generation of our, my kids, they, they're so disconnected from where their food comes from that yes. they literally don't think past the grocery store aisles. And I think that's a failure on, on my generation's part. Like we need to step it up. Because they you know need what? to we, understand. Our generation wasn't taught that either. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, my mama, she grew up on a farm, as yes. did my dad. Mine too. And, and so I never was taught by my mom or my dad about like where food comes from. So I, I think it even goes back mm -hmm. a couple of generations. Of course, I think the real food movement, the locavore movement is helping with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an uphill battle because you ask most kids today, where does food come from? And 99% of them will say the grocery store. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then even beyond that, they don't, I mean, they, I really, truly, they just don't make that connection. And I did grow up on a farm. I was a horse farm, but, um, but I, so maybe I had a little more of a connection to the land growing up and kind of understanding that though we didn't raise our own food. I, I, you know, my grandparents had a garden, both sets of grandparents, um, had pretty good sized gardens and grew their own veggies and stuff like that. And, um, you know, had had their own animal farms prior to us kids coming along. But, um, you know, it's so it's just one of those things that I I just really, really, really have begun moving into the realm of educating children. You know, like we even have groups of kids that have been coming out to our farm and educating them on animals, like just to touch the animals and see the animals. And, and I've been teaching them about the animals and like what different animals can do for you and how you can get, you know, dairy from milk and I mean, from uh, goats or from the cow or, you know, the, the alpacas that they provide fiber for clothing. And so it's, it's just been really, I just love it so much. And I love just kind of helping people make that connection. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. But, um, okay. So back to real food keto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Um, so, uh, so I guess the, we've kind of touched base on that. I really just wanted to get, make sure that we really got across that what I love about this book. And, and I think the point you guys are trying to get across is that, that even in our keto and the health and wellness world that we all live very much in, um, sometimes we can forget that, um, that people, even in, in this world, uh, don't really understand or maybe don't get the the reasons behind the why they should um, care whether they're eating real food or how things are working in their bodies and um, if they really are getting nutrient-dense foods and, and how that kind of helps every system in your body. So um, one of the things that I love that you're passionate about, Christine, and, and I am also very passionate about, I think because of the NTA, um, is digestion yeah, and understanding what a big difference that makes. Can you talk a little bit about um, digestion and why specifically for someone that is doing keto, why that is such a big deal? Yeah, so most people probably think that digestion starts in the stomach. Well, it actually starts in the brain. So mm -hmm. you smell food. And so your, your brain starts to send the signals to your salivary glands to produce a salivary amylase. The mouth is the primary place that carbohydrates are starting to digest. Mm -hmm. And then it moves down into the stomach. The stomach is where the proteins are mainly digested and the fat happens. The, the digestion of the fat happens in the small intestine specifically when it hits the duodenum. If you are in a stressed uh, state, a sympathetic state that that process from the very beginning from the brain you're not going to get the signal to produce the salivary amylase and it's going to create stress actually when you're in a stressed state blood is taken away from the gut and moved towards the muscles in the heart for, to prepare for fight or flight mm -hmm. and so if you're if you're doing other i mean it could be as something as simple as doing other activities while you're eating you are in a sympathetic state, and so you are not going to digest your foods properly. So what happens if you're not digesting your foods, you're, you're most likely not producing enough stomach acid. And in reality, 90% of the population is, is insufficient, uh, has insufficient stomach acid production, mm -hmm. and that's a lot. And this leads to issues. So your, your 
foods begin to go rancid, they begin to ferment, they begin to putrefy in the stomach, Mm -hmm. and you can develop um, acid reflux or uh, acid reflux or heartburn. So people go to the doctor because they're having acid reflux or heartburn. The doctor prescribes a proton pump inhibitor because they're automatically assuming they're producing too much stomach acid when in reality it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And so the food um, will sit in the stomach for longer periods of time. Then once it does enter uh, into the duodenum, if the food is undigested, especially proteins, this is where it causes irritation in the intestinal wall. So mm-hmm. we all have a certain amount of permeability in the intestinal tract, in the small intestine, but it's these undigested foods aggravate that even more and it cre- increases the the permeability. I can't talk today. The, it, it increases. Today. I know, right? <laughs> it increases the permeability. And so especially these proteins, these undigested proteins escape through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream. If this happens, the um, immune system sees these as foreign particles, which they are, and it will begin to attack it over time. Some of our um, bodily tissue, our organs look like these very similar to these proteins. And so our body will begin to um, attack its own healthy tissue. And this is what leads to autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. Not only autoimmune conditions, you develop, these undigested foods can cause um, an overgrowth in the bad gut bacteria and, and microbes. And so this can lead to many different things like um, candida, SIBO, um, colitis, Crohn's disease, any number of things. And so you can see that it starts as soon as the brain. If if we're in a stressed state, then Mm -hmm. that's just going to make things bad all the way down. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why it's so important, and, and we're learning gut health is such a new topic. We don't know a lot about it, but in in reality, as I said, when we're in a stressed state, the the blood is pulled from the gut. So our gut microbiome is going to suffer. Well, sixty percent of our immune system is in the gut. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of serotonin production happens mm-hmm. in the gut. So if our gut health is compromised, then we may suffer from mood disorders, in, any number of things. Our immune system is not going to work right. Mm-hmm. So um, digestion, as you can see, is just so important for every other aspect of our body to work correctly. Yes, it is. And one of those things that kind of um, comes up with with me with clients, and I, I don't know if you kind of see the same thing, Christine, but I'll get calls from people because of the my podcast or the, you know, kind of the keto world that I'm in, and they will want me to coach them in keto. And, yeah. and I'm fine with that. I don't have, that's, that's fine. That's great. I'll do that. But then what, what often happens is I know too much. <laughs> and so it's too, it's like, I, I, you know, once I get kind of their intake, I'm like, listen, you know, I am happy to take you to keto, but we got to fix some things first. Um, because, Absolutely. you know, cause you can't, if somebody has, um, you know, uh, if they don't have good bioflow, if they've got, um, you know, kind of this congested um, biliary pathways or something going on, I am not going to throw them into a ketogenic diet and be like, okay, yeah. here you go. Good luck. <laughs> Let's see yeah, how this yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just going to mess things up because yes. 
undigested fats can cause problems too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's helping people to understand that. And in so many places um, on the internet and in social media stuff, you see people complaining of like hitting these plateaus and, um, you know, well, I'm doing keto and I'm, I'm doing everything right, but I can't lose weight or I've, this has started happening or that started happening. And, and, you know, you can see how, you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. It sounds like you've got any number of these things going on that you haven't addressed. Mm -hmm. And keto is truly not a, um, it's not a cure-all. Like you, you have, there's other things that have to be in place and they have to be working properly. And then I think there's probably very few people that keto is not beneficial for. Right. Um, But it can really not be beneficial if you're, for just for instance, the digestion's not working right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that you bring this up, Jess, because a lot of people put the onus on ketogenic diets. Mm -hmm. Well, you're on keto, so everything should just be perfect on day one. And I'm going, on what other nutritional protocol do we put that kind of leverage of it's got to cure everything? I, I think we're returning now to a little more sanity that, okay, keto is a good basis for a lot of people for beginning, mm-hmm. but you have to add other things to it. Things that I've been doing this year, for example, like infrared sauna therapy has nothing mm-hmm. to do with my diet. Cold therapy has nothing to do with my diet. Doing a little hit training, flipping a tire, that has nothing to do with my diet. Mm-hmm. And yet all of it is a complement to what I'm doing with the ketogenic approach. And so Uh, I hope people get off of this notion of, well, I didn't lose weight or I didn't Mm -hmm. see any benefit from being on keto. Therefore, it didn't work and I'm going to move on. Sometimes it's keto plus other things that need to be added to it. So well sounds said. like a book. Sounds it does. like a book. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah a and book someday. The book should be called Keto Lifestyle. <laughs> or, or Keto Plus. Yes. Because <laughs> that, I mean, truly, that is that was the entire basis for naming my podcast Keto Lifestyle. Because I really do. It is a lifestyle. Like you can't just expect the diet alone, like you just said, Jimmy, to to fix everything. It won't. We have to get other things in place. You've got to manage your stress. You've got to help open those detoxification pathways so you can help your body detox these things because you can have your food dialed in 100% and be the most perfect eater. You never veer from pasture-raised anything and organic everything, and you can still have things that you need to work on because of just the world we live in. I mean, you cannot avoid the toxins. You can't. It's hard. Yeah, I agree. So, um, and I love the infrared sauna, by the way, Jimmy, I was so excited when I heard that you got one and were enjoying yours. <laughs> yeah. I had to work my way up. Uh, Christine got in there the first time and she's like, like after three minutes, how do you breathe in here? I'm like, it gets better, darling. It gets better. better. Well, well, I do have blood pressure, low blood pressure anyway. So getting in that thing lowers my blood pressure even more. Mm-hmm. So I have to be very careful. Blood pressure, blood sugar goes down. Have you ever tested your blood sugar while you're in there, Jess? You know what? I have not, but that would be Girl, really cool. Test before you go in. I, I was wearing a continuous glucose monitor at the time when I discovered this, and I was sitting there testing like before I got in, and then as I was in there, within like five minutes, it's starting to drop five points. No another way. five more minutes, another five points, and I'm going, wow, this is powerful. That's amazing. That So what do you think the mechanism is behind that? I think you're just relaxing the blood vessels and you're giving your body, uh, you're basically giving it what it's wanted. Um, 
the exact mechanism. I have no idea. Well, but. I wonder, you know, I wonder that you've got my brain like that is really interesting. I'm going to test that. But I wonder if it just even has something to do with just you, the, just the fuel source that you would be using any glucose that's available. Because they say that sitting in a sauna is equivalent to doing a workout. That's exactly right. And so. as is cold therapy. So if you're in a cold ice bath, the same thing. And and I never wrapped my head around that till this year when I started doing a HIIT workout, then followed by going into a sauna, then followed mm-hmm. by going into cold therapy. Kind of all of that was like a workout, like one continuous workout after mm-hmm. another, after another. Yeah. So I do the HIIT training and then I'll get into my sauna, but I have I've still not I mean, I'm trying, I talked to Dr. Lemansky about this as well. And he's like, you've got to do the cold therapy baths, like do it. You, you'll, you, it gets better. I can I give know. you that. Oh my gosh. It I gets just... a lot better. Just get over <laughs> that initial fear. Uh, yes. I've not been able to do it, but I, I believe in the benefits very strongly and I, I need to, I need to do it. I think the problem is, is I started, um, like last year I tried to do the hit, my sauna, and then I tried to get into a cold shower and I think it scarred me for life. And, and John, <laughs> John told me, listen, the bath is nothing like the shower. It's so much easier. It's actually enjoyable. And, but I, I can't get the cold shower out of my head. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to challenge you, Jess, that in January you commit to trying it and don't try just once do it every single day in the month of January. And if at the end of that January, every single day doing an ice bath, you still don't feel like this is for you, then stop. Okay. All right. We'll see. Challenge accepted. Challenge, <laughs> Challenge accepted. accepted. Challenge okay, accepted. Good. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. Well, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to monitor that and see what happens with my blood sugar. That's very interesting. Um, And we, so we've had ours for several years now, but um, one of the things that I did is I actually got, um, so we have a far infrared sauna. um, And then I added, I um, got the bulbs to add the near infrared light and it heats it up even more in there. (laughs) So um, so now we've moved, like, I love having those in there. And I mean, it is, you are sweating like profusely within about yes. two minutes. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm adding in, um, I'm adding in one soon, uh, because mine is a far infrared. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. add in a near infrared with a Wi-Fi uh, EMF blocker. Mm. Uh, so none of the EMF waves when you're inside of this device, um, will harm you. So it's going to be interesting when you add in all these things to keto, it truly does become a keto lifestyle and you don't really obsess so much about the macros anymore. Yeah, I agree. You just, you, I think you move to where, and that's another thing I love about your book. You guys do talk about the macros and okay, this is what keto, a keto diet looks like. This is, you know, this is, here's your macros. Here's, here's the parameters, right? But now, now that I've given you the parameters, let's move beyond that and, and let's just start thinking about this as food. One of my pet peeves, um, and I'm probably guilty of saying this as well because sometimes you just kind of get talking and things just come out, but one of my pet peeves is when people will be like, well, that's not keto. Well, that food's not keto. Well, or they'll say, is this food keto? I'm like, no, it's food. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I it's love that. food. Yep. It's like I don't know. Is that does that fit what you are doing? Is that fit your lifestyle? Is that gonna is that gonna serve you well? That's how you know if it's gonna fit into your keto lifestyle. There is no there's just food. There's no food that's keto or not keto or 
you know? Well, and one person could probably eat sweet potato and still have a level of ketones that would make them you know, nutritional ketosis, mm -hmm. but other people would have sweet potato and have Christine's reaction. Tell her, tell them what happened when you had this, Christine. So I was just curious to see how we had heard a lot about resistant starches and things like that. And so I was just curious to see how my body would react to it. So I tested my blood sugar baseline uh, before I ate. It was low 90s. Um, I ate the sweet potato. And then I, I also had the same reaction to cassava flour. So, But the sweet potato, um, ate the sweet potato, tested my blood sugar 30 minutes after having the sweet potato, and my blood sugar spiked up to near-diabetic range at 196 oh, within, within 30 minutes. And then I tested again at one hour. My blood sugar was in the 180s still. And this is where wow. we like to see it back at baseline at, at two at. Well, at two hours, we yeah. like to see it back at baseline. So I tested at, at two hours, still elevated. It wasn't until six hours later, it still wasn't back to baseline. It was a lot better, but six hours out, that, that's how long my blood sugar stayed elevated. And that's not a good thing to have it stay that long. And so for no. me, I know that sweet potatoes, it's a real food, but it's not good for me. Yes, that that is I love I love that. I don't love that that happened to you, but that is a <laughs> but that's a perfect example of that, you know, is is like you said, Jimmy, somebody might be able to handle that just fine and someone else right. it cannot. It's and it, everybody is so, you know, it's kind of the buzz phrase right now, but the bioindividuality, it's very very true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. And, and that goes for whatever, you, you know, you, whatever kind of lifestyle, if you're vegan, paleo, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be, you know, everybody's needs are different. Everybody's needs are different. Yeah. And that's why they can't say, well, I know early on when Jimmy was doing his experiment in 2012, um, for, um, ketosis, people were looking at his macros and they automatically thought, okay, well, that's what I need to do in order mm -hmm. to be in ketosis. When that, that may not have been the best for them. They might not have needed quite as much fat. They could have maybe handled a few more carbohydrates. So yeah, the bio-individuality thing is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I work um, very hard on with my clients. It's, it may be my number one goal is just working with people to help them understand just to listen to their bodies and help them to understand what actually works for them. So, you know, I, I don't tell people, here's what you should eat. And this is the amount you should eat. I just don't do that. Like ever, <laughs> it's, right, right. you know, it's pretty much like, why don't you try this and see how you feel? And what I love about keto is that freedom, um, is the freedom where you can just really start listening. It's like, to me, I think keto filters out all the noise that most of us hear our entire lives in regards to what we're eating. Like there's just all this static all the time and we're never able to really listen to our bodies and, and just really begin to eat intuitively. And for me, that is 100% what keto has done for me. Yep. Is you know it, it is filtered out all the noise, all the static is gone, and I am able to just fuel my body based on what my body needs, and, and you know I mean that's it. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> no <Enough> said. <laughs> all right, guys. So what is next for Christine and Jimmy Moore? 
probably, you know, do another podcast. Um, we are trying to work with the publisher to get a book signing tour in the new year sometime. We you know, are waiting to get the details um, mm-hmm. situated about that. Um, for me, probably just continuing to recover from shoulder surgery and, you know, seeing mm-hmm. more, a uh, few more clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Jimmy's got some projects in the next year and a half that he wants to do. So oh, Jimmy's always got some projects. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have four books in the next 18 months. Uh, oh, just, so, Jimmy. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the keto clarity, we're going to reboot it next year. will be five years since that book came out. So we're going to reboot it, wow. uh, freshen it up a little bit, put it in paperback for the first time. So real excited about that. I'm also going to have a keto clarity cookbook, which I, I pushed for back in the day, but they were like, ah, this keto thing, we're not real sure about it yet. Yeah, Keto Clarity sold well, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, one of these days I'm going to get a Keto Clarity cookbook. Well, 2019 is when it's coming. That's awesome. Uh, and then Dr. Lemansky and I are doing a, a biohacking keto book called Keto Plus. It's mm. coming out in July next year, I believe. Um, and then I have put in a proposal and got a contract to write a book by myself for the first time called Weight Loss, White Lies. And I'm hoping to get that one out in early 2020, um, all about mm-hmm. the weight loss industry and all the lies that they've been telling people for so many years. I think that book needs to get out there sooner than later. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm real excited to be writing that one. Yes, that's awesome. I think that needs to get out there too. That That's really, that's awesome. Well, that's exciting, guys. And I know you have... Um, just in case listeners aren't aware, I know you guys have like the market cornered on um, incredible nutritional podcasts and uh, <laughs> health and wellness lifestyle podcasts. Um, Jimmy, you've got several. I know Christine, um, you do the Nutritional Pearls podcast, which goes along really well with this real food keto because that's what you are talking about is real yeah. food and health and wellness. Yep. So that's going uh, really well, I take it. Yes, it is. It yeah. sure is. It's, it's a lot of fun. And we've kind of changed the uh, dynamics of it a little bit early on. I was just strictly going by notes, but now it's more conversational type of thing. She's getting used to just kind of this off the cuff talking because it comes across so well and doing all these interviews like what we're doing with you here today. She's just, she's pretty smart. I think I'm going to get this pretty girl. Oh, uh, yeah. She's, she's pretty and smart. That's pretty awesome. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And you, you really do deserve everything that's happening right now, Christine. You're, I'm just, I, I don't want to say proud of you. That's not, <laughs> that's, that's like so what came to mind. <laughs> right. But that's, that's not exactly right. But I'm, I'm just so excited for you. And, you know, I know you guys are just such a blessing to so many people, myself self-included and um and you really put yourselves out there for for the public for nothing and um you know I think it's easy for people to really take take that for granted and just not really understand what really goes into everything that you guys are doing and I just think it's awesome that that is kind of coming back um a little bit of that to you and it's really amazing I, I think you guys are just you're a blessing. Um, you know, you're blessed to be a blessing. Well, and we think a lot of you too. Oh, 
<laughs> and that hubby of yours. We'll throw him in there for good measure. Oh, yeah. We'll give Derek a little mention. Oh, <laughs> and speaking of a little mention, oh, I just do want to say I'm so excited that I actually am, um, I don't know if featured is the right word, but I have a little blurb featured. on page 131. <laughs> Yes. So listeners of my podcast, buy his book, their book, um, buy Jimmy and Christine's Real Food Keto, and then go to page 131 and you can read um, my little blurb on 131. I'm not going to tell you what it says. You have to buy the book. (laughs) It says lots of nice things. So, So, well, guys, it's really great to talk to you again and catch up. So before I let you go, um, can you just give everybody the rundown, um, Christine and Jamie, both of you, how they can get a hold of you guys, um, maybe give us a little rundown on some of your um, uh, social media handles, podcast information, that type of thing? Yeah, sure. So I have a website, rebootingyournutrition.com. You can contact me there and ask about you know my services and I'll write you back and, and tell you what all is involved. I am on Facebook under Christine Woodward Moore on um, Instagram, uh, musicgirl1972 and Twitter at musicgirlmore. And music spelled with a Z and yes. a Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these days we're going to re- rebooting your nutrition across the board for her. But uh, so realfoodketo.com is the website for the book. If you're interested in that, we have all of the interviews we've been doing as well, which is a bunch of them. What is this like number almost 30 now? I've lost count. Yeah. yeah they, they're wow. getting up there. But thank you for having us today. I'm livinglavidalowcarb.com. And that has most of my uh, my things there, as well as the Nutritional Pearls podcast is there as well, nutritionalpearlspodcast.com. That is awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much for being on here, and I look forward to seeing you all soon. Thank you. See you on the Low Carb Cruise. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 